Blog Talk Radio. We all have inner work to do. Real life, real faith is an opportunity to connect with Cheryl and her guests as they take you on a journey to help you become your authentic self. Whether you need help goal setting, developing coping skills, or connecting with a power greater than yourself, Cheryl is here to walk with you on your path to personal transformation. Get inspired as Cheryl lets you become an active participant or just sit back and glean from the messages delivered. It's Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Life, Real Faith. I am your host, Cheryl Lacey Donovan, and we want to wish you a very happy, happy new year. We are ecstatic that you decided to join us here on this evening for our first broadcast of the new year. And we have a wonderful guest on tonight. He is a dad who has been through a 30-year ordeal with his son who was brain injured through vaccines at the age of eight months old. Yes, Bryson was a normal, healthy, bouncing baby boy up until eight months old, and all of a sudden, he uh, received a vaccine and no longer was the same. This is an awe-inspiring story. Um, this is definitely a rags-to-riches to rags to riches kind of story. Um, this gentleman has been through a lot. He's had not only the illness with his son, but he himself has also dealt with illness. He went through a divorce. He was a very successful businessman, lost all of it, and through it all, he found himself in ministry as a result of everything that he had been through and dealt with. He has written a book entitled All the King's Horses. He started the ministry, All the King's Horses Ministry. We want to invite you to go out to allthekingshorsesministry.com to um, visit the website, learn more about Barry Malasso and his son Bryson. You can also get a copy of his book at amazon.com. Again, the title of that book is All the King's Horses. Before we let you listen to the uh, interview on this evening, just want to remind you that you can connect with us on Facebook at Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. You can also connect with us on Twitter at Real Faith Mag, as in magazine, Real Faith Mag. We're also available to you on Instagram at Real Life, Real Faith. So make sure that you guys connect with us as often as you can. Let us know who you might want to hear uh, on the interviews throughout the course of the year this year. We're looking forward to hearing from you. And once again, we want to wish you a very, very happy and prosperous new year. And now to the interview with Barry Molasso. Be blessed. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Real Life, Real Faith. I am your host, Cheryl Lacey Donovan, and we are so grateful to have you here on this evening. Um, This is our first broadcast of the new year, and we are extremely excited to have with us on this evening Barry Malazzo. He has such an awe-inspiring story, and in my conversations with Barry, he has just let me know that it's all about God getting the glory. And when you hear this story, you will truly understand what it means to trust God in all things. Barry actually has a book that he's written entitled All the King's Horses. We want to invite you to go out there and get a copy of that book. It is available on Amazon.com. But the book All the King's Horses really has some some meaning behind it. I don't know if you all are familiar with the story Humpty Dumpty and how uh, when Humpty Dumpty fell off of the wall, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. And this particular book, I believe, alludes to that with regards to Barry and his son's um, walk in this life. 
He has a son by the name of Bryson, and I believe it was at eight months old that Bryson was diagnosed with a life-altering brain injury. And um, one of the things, Barry, that I want to ask you, first of all, um, thank you so much for joining us on the broadcast. And I, first of all, cannot um, even imagine what it must have been like for you to hear about Bryson's brain injury because, if I'm not mistaken, prior to that, he was a a healthy, bouncing baby boy. But tell us about uh, Bryson's brain injury, what that was like for you when you, you first heard for the first time that he had that brain injury, and and let the audience know a little bit about what Bryson was like prior to that. Well, thank you, Cheryl, and it's, it's my privilege to be uh, on your broadcast uh, with you. I appreciate all that you're doing to spread the news of uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, we so desperately need that, uh, him in this uh, in this difficult world uh, at the beginning of this new year. And uh, with respect to my son, uh, indeed. Um, his is a story of brokenness, uh, and uh, he did not start out that way. As you mentioned, he was a very vibrant, energetic baby boy, uh, perfectly healthy. And uh, for his eight month first first eight months of life, uh, he was injured through uh, his vaccinations at eight months old. Uh, he was very profoundly uh, brain injured at that time, and, and actually he nearly perished. Um, we, when he survived uh, the prognosis over the next year or so, we had him at hospitals in Boston, New York, Baltimore, and uh, to experts and neurologists uh, everywhere in between. The prognosis was very dire. Uh, it was uh, expected that he would never speak, uh, that he would never walk, and that he would be educable only to very uh, rudimentary levels. Uh, one leading neurologist uh, at a major hospital actually uh, recommended that we place him in an institution to live, which, which of course, we did not consider. But it was a complete um, Humpty Dumpty situation, and we were our, our entire lives and family were flipped over like a pancake at that time. Wow, that that must have been, you know, I, I, like I said, I can't even imagine what that must have felt like, especially knowing that your son was fine prior to these vaccinations. And I know that there are a lot of different ideas, ideologies with regards to vaccinations, whether you should or should not, but yours is a real-life story. And you have Bryson to show that um, this is something that is, is a possibility. Now, I know that um, I had an opportunity to go on your website and I looked at some of the uh, the clips and things like that that you have there, and I, I happen to know that Bryson did uh, or has had the opportunity to walk. Um, tell me what that was like. when you, you know, if People are telling you the, the impossibilities, but we both know that with God all things are possible. What, what did you feel like when your son actually took his step? Well, amen to all things are possible with God. Uh, and in in our ministry, uh, Cheryl, we we are determined to cause others who are dejected and disheartened to look up uh, through their impossibilities. And, to, and, and there may not be a way anywhere around us, but if we look up, Jesus will always provide a way to move forward. He will provide the next step. And in terms of steps, uh, Bryson took his first steps uh, very gingerly and with lots of uh, trepidation, um, 
he walked at 10 years old. Uh, but that was after thousands and thousands of hours of torturous repetition in his life. Uh, we were working under the auspices of an, a group called uh, the National Association of Child Development, which exists to help families of brain-injured children to uh, learn to function. Uh, so it was a very uh, painstaking process, but it was the process that we needed to go through mm-hmm. in order to train Bryson's mind to do things uh, that uh, we were told he would never do. Um, and I, coincidentally, uh, as you know uh, from those clips that you've seen and from the book and the story, uh, Bryson did speak. Uh, and today he he speaks just fine, although at 30 years old, you'd know in five seconds of conversation that he will re- always remain a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm so thankful, even in that, that Jesus said, uh, not that it would be nice if you become like a little child. He said, you must become like a little child to enter the, to the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. My uh, 30-year-old little child uh, loves Jesus in a simple way, and he has the story uh, in, a, in an effective way that, you know, sometimes I get too <clears throat> too big for my britches, and, and I think we do. I think we make it too complicated. Uh, yeah. The story is very simple. Uh, Jesus came and died for our sins because we couldn't, we were helpless and couldn't help ourselves. And, uh, and, and, and Bryson knows that, and he very simply, with simple faith, follows him and loves him. And, and he's an example to me to do the same. Well, when I hear that, I think about the scripture that says, they that wait on the, uh, shall renew their strength and mount up on mm. wings like an eagle. And, I, you know, that, yeah. that had to be painstaking to, to go through that with your son and to watch him, you know, for 10 years just consistently, consistently try. But, you know, but God, you know, that that's the thing that I hear resonating the entire time that not only when I'm talking to you, but when I go to your website, which I do frequently now, by the way, because I, it's just such a, uh, a, a a moment of uplifting. And I I know that for many of us, being advocates, being in ministry, it's not necessarily the first thing that uh, that we aspire to. And I think mm-hmm. about your story, you know, and the fact that you were successful, you know, you were married, um, you you lost all of that, financial ruin, divorce, your son's illness, and then you were ill as well. And it reminds me of the story of Job. And I just I have to ask that question. Did you ever feel like you were going through a situation very similar to his where it seemed like one moment you were on top of the world and then all of a sudden it just all came crashing down? Uh, that's a good question, Cheryl. And I, I will answer it by saying that, you know, Job's story had another player in it. Uh, Satan himself was uh, the one who afflicted him, uh, and there's much we don't understand about that story. But what we do what we do know is that the enemy was convinced that he could get Job to give up, and I'm convinced that uh, the enemy of God hates us because we belong to God, and we he doesn't want to see any glory coming from our lives to God. And um, while Job's wife said, "Curse God and die," and that's what exactly what the enemy wants us to do, uh, to give up and to give in to the difficulties in our lives. Um, Job was able to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. 
And he did so for a very specific purpose, and he reminds us all uh, that we know that our Redeemer lives. And so, yes, I, I did feel as if, uh, and I needed to deepen my faith, Cheryl. I, I, it needed to be more than a shallow, if you believe in God, he will bless your life and you'll have no problems. I, I don't see that in Scripture, in the story mm-hmm. of Job. I haven't experienced that personally, nor have really any of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we do know is that Jesus said, uh, in this world, you will. Not you might, yeah. you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So he, yes, uh, there's been many dejected, demoralized moments in my life, in my family. Uh, I don't just tell the story saying it didn't, uh, you know, I'm a Christian and I didn't struggle and I didn't bleed when I was cut. Um, some days were beyond my ability to bear, but mm-hmm. he lifted me up every time and he'll lift anyone listening to us up right now. He will lift us up if we look to him and wait upon him. As you just said, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. So, so um, yeah, thank you, Cheryl, for um, for helping me to recall this for the benefit of those out there who are feeling as if there's just no hope. Yeah, and you know, that happens a lot of times. I think even now, um, as we are recording this, we're just coming through you know, holiday season, and a lot of people find themselves uh, um, feeling dejected, feeling demoralized, feeling undervalued, depressed, and things like that. And, and it is um, stories like yours that, you know, when you look at that and, and think about the, the fortitude it must have taken and the faith it must have taken, and, you know, it, it gives you some inspiration, and it, it does cause you to look back at God, to look to God and say, you know what, even in the midst of, of the way that I feel right now, God is still right here with me, and he loves me, and he cares for me. You know, whether whether I even love or care for myself, he does. Mm. And that mm. is the thing that really um, – I, 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 listen, I often think about those, that thing, and, and it – you know, I don't know how anybody can, you know, just stay in that place knowing God that I know. And it's not that mm-hmm. you don't get there. It's not that I haven't been there. It's not that, you know, because mm-hmm. just the other day I was just feeling, God, look, you know, what else can possibly happen? What else can possibly mm-hmm. go wrong? And he reminded me. He said, yeah, but I'm still right here with you. I am taking you through this. You know, the word talks about, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear any evil because, you know, God is right there with me. And sometimes the things that we go through do feel, they feel like valleys in, in the shadow of death, but they're shadows. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that he revealed to me is just shadows. And you don't mm-hmm. have to stay there. You're walking through, and that's the good thing. Not only are you walking through, you're walking through with God. And as long mm. as you have him, you will make it through. You don't have to stay in the valley. You don't have to stay in the shadow with the shadows of death. You are walking through. And that is such a, a, an uplifting thought mm. for me when those things are happening. Amen. Amen, Cheryl. Mm. You know, I, 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 your, 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 your wise words remind me of why I wrote the story in the first place, and I felt compelled to write the story that God wanted me to write it. But even as Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter one, he wanted to tell his story like I wanted to tell mine, but it was for a purpose. He said, "We do not want you to be unaware." And this is verses eight to ten of Second Corinthians one. We do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction that came to us in Asia, 
that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. Mm -hmm. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves. And here's the lesson of my book and of Paul in 2 Corinthians. So that we might not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. And then he says three times, who delivered us from so great a peril of death and will deliver us, he in whom we have set our hope, and he will yet deliver us. So your words are absolutely full of truth, Cheryl. Um, And uh, again, they remind me of why I wrote the story. The enemy seeks to separate us from our central source of power. His name is Jesus Christ. We are outmatched. We are we are outnumbered. Even if it's just us against Satan, we cannot fight. Um, And we have so many problems that are come to bear in our lives. But with Christ, greater is He who is in us than He who is in the world. Yeah. We we are overwhelming conquerors, and this is the victory that overcomes the world: our faith. He mm-hmm. will come through for us. He will deliver us in His way, in His time. The thing I hasten to add, Cheryl, we must not look to the world's definition of victory, huh? because sometimes the victory that He gives us doesn't look so victorious by the world's standards. Mm-hmm. We may not regain wealth. We may not regain health. Um, he may take us home. But yeah. he is victorious, and he, we are conquerors in him, the risen Lord, and he glorifies himself through our lives. And if, if, if through our weakness, uh, others, we can, be, we can be strong in his grace and others can come to know him, what an absolute privilege. Um, and even, even as Paul says, uh, in Philippians 1.29, to you it has been granted for Christ's sake not only to believe in his name but also to suffer for his sake. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't invite suffering into my life, but when, when the Lord ordains it, I say, bring it on, Lord, um, your will be done, and be glorified. That's why we're here for a blink of an eye in this world. So I know that's what you do at Real Life, Real Faith, um, in, in all that you do is to, is to lift up the truth of Jesus yeah. Christ, and I'm and I'm honored to be on your program. And you know what? You said exactly what I was thinking. I tell people that all the time. It, you know, if if you were able to do it in and of your own power, then it wouldn't take any faith. And some mm. faith is actually being willing to allow God to do what God wants to do, even if it doesn't look the way that you think that it should. That's what real faith mm. is all about. And a lot of times we get mixed up because, with that because we want we want what we want, the way we want it, when we want it, and how we want it. And God is saying, no, that's not, that's not what I really have for you with your life. Commit your ways to me, and I'll give you the desires of your heart. And, and, and you know, the desires of your heart doesn't necessarily mean, like you said, what the world says you should desire, money and, 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 and fine cars and nice homes. No, mm-hmm. I'll even give your heart what it should de- desire. And when you're, yeah. when you're that way and you've committed yourself to God, then you know that you, what your faith really should look like. And it should look like whatever God wants for your life because he's the one that knows the plans that he has for you and he's promised that those plans are going to prosper you and give you an expected end, the end that he expects and wants for your life. And that's what real faith looks like. That's that's even why I named this whole he gave me the name Real Life Real Faith because real faith simply means that you're willing to accept whatever God allows and the way that he allows it. 
and, and understanding that it's always going to work together for your good. Amen, Cheryl. Amen. And, and when we think about it, the people we follow and look up to in Scripture, I mean, Peter was hung upside down. Paul lost yeah. his head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even, even you know, in Job we talked about already, but even Jesus, he, had, he was a man of sorrows, uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, acquainted with grief. He had no place to lay his head. And then at the, at the end of his ministry, he was tortured to death on a cross. And mm-hmm. then a day later, his disciples were also dejected because he was dead as a doornail in a grave. I mean, these are real things that we need to remember, but we also need to remember the story wasn't over. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. Rise, rose again, and and in him, you know, we are conquerors. We are lifted up with him, and he has his victory through us uh, in a peculiar way from the Lord, the world's perspective, perhaps. But God's ways are not our ways, and his, his thoughts mm-hmm. are not our thoughts, and we, we exist here for his glory. We were created by him and for him. And what a blessing. Mm-hmm. We, have, we have true joy knowing, even when we must suffer for his sake. So, um, so we're, we're blessed, and, and we are victorious in, in the heavenly, godly sense of, of the way that he defines it. Yeah. And, you know, I know that you're, again, a lot like me. Ministry was not necessarily your first calling, or at least what you thought your calling was. You came came to it um, through some of the things that, that you dealt with in your life. And I know one of, one of your sayings is that Jesus will use your brokenness to bring about your true purpose in this world. Mm-hmm. Tell the listeners what you mean by that. Well, you know, again, we can have our own depiction of victory uh, and point to ourselves or through our, uh, our, 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 our despair and our brokenness, we can look, look up. And, um, you know, I, I, I think in Second Corinthians chapter 4, um, you know, we're told through Paul that, you know, it is through our, you know, we're broken vessels and, and through our darkness, his light shines Uh you know, we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. And so, um, you know, we, we're, we're called to minister to a world of people who are hurting, and there's a lot of pain out there. You know, if we come in pointing to ourselves and uh, attempting to create uh, a different version uh, of, 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 of the faith uh, that we have in Jesus Christ, uh, there's, there's no power there. But the power is in our weakness as as we point to him in second corinthians 12 paul said um you know after after the lord did not take away his thorn you know he said but my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness paul said where true contentment lies he said most gladly therefore i rather boast about my weaknesses so the power of christ may dwell in me i am well content therefore with weaknesses with insults with distresses with persecutions and with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When we're weak and when we're broken, that's when we depend on the Lord. That's when we draw strength and grace from him ourselves and point others the true way, which is to look to him and to follow him. Yeah, that is so, so true. And I know I'm going to ask this last question before I let you go, and I already know, pretty much the answer to it, but I want you to uh, expound upon it for our listeners, and that's this. Tell them or try to articulate or put into words, if you can, how your faith has helped to carry you through this difficult time. 
Well, uh, you know, one thing that I know that I can always count on is that uh, Jesus Christ is in control. Uh, and even when everything is seemingly going in the wrong direction, and you know uh, some of the subsequent uh, aspects of the story, uh, my life is not easy even now, um, but uh, it is it, it is him. Uh, I, I look to him, and he is the one who uh, picks me up and lifts me up and cleans me up and says, let's go. Uh, and so, um, you know, so so many times, uh, Cheryl, uh, uh, the people I minister to are, they're just ready to give up. And Isaiah 5710 says, you were tired out by the length of your road, yet you did not say it is hopeless. You found renewed strength, therefore you did not fade. So where do we find that renewed strength? Jesus said it very simply, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and, and learn from me. And that's, you know, I have to keep it simple, and I have yeah. to keep looking to him, and he is good to his word. He shows up, and what a joy to know him. The, the reason we're here is he created us, and we're created by him and for him. What a privilege to uh, to know him and to walk with him. Yes, absolutely. So before we go, Barry, I want you to give our listeners um, information about how they can contact you, how they can find out more about your ministry, and where they can get a copy of the book, All the King's Horses. Uh, we we uh, ask people to go to Amazon.com. Uh, my name is Barry Malazzo. Uh, if you put that in there, or All the King's Horses, Finding Purpose, and hope in brokenness and impossibility, you'll find it. You can also go to my website, allthekingshorsesministry.com. Uh, you got to remember to say ministry, allthekingshorsesministry.com. And okay. you can contact us if I can help you, if I can come out and speak to your group or church, I'd be glad to do that. Um, uh, but uh, that's the way to uh, to get in touch with us. Well, Barry, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for all that you do in ministry. You are definitely a blessing to the kingdom, and I count myself fortunate to have uh, run a call. Oh, actually, someone sent me your information, and I, I'm, I, that wasn't by happenstance, and I'm so grateful for that because people really do need to hear your story and need to uh, look at faith in action, look at faith walking. Cheryl, I know that's why you exist, and, and, I, and I thank you for what you're doing to spread the word of Jesus Christ and his grace. Uh, it is my honor to be on your program. God bless you, and thank you so very much. And Happy Absolutely. New Year. Same to you. Same to you. Everybody, that is Barry Malazzo. He is the author of All the King's Horses. He's also the founder of All the King's Horses Ministry. Make sure you go out and find out more about him, find out more about his book. Get a copy of the book, All the King's Horses, at Amazon.com. We are so grateful that you joined us here this evening. Um, join us every Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, here on blogtalkradio.com. For Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. And as always, we want to remind you that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Be blessed.